What is happening, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the OTH Football Podcast. Today, I'm your host, David Gillespie. Alongside with me on the podcast, we've got Craig Schmucker rejoining us. Glad to have you back, man. And then uh, George Ruggiero also in. And we've got a guest as well, another guest on the podcast. I think our second one in consecutive weeks. You know, we got Robbie Johnson of Rumboys Fantasy Network on YouTube. Uh, he's also a co-host of the 32-bit the show as well. Uh, glad to have you on, Robbie. Appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, uh, to join us in on this, um, this crazy, crazy show we've got uh, in store for you. Hey, no worries, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Cheers to me. Cheers to you. Shouts to the whole LTH crew, man. Let's get it. Yeah. Um, and you're also, you said you were the co-host of a 32-bit. Uh, what kind of show do you, uh, um, uh, do you uh, set up and, and, and get going on that um, YouTube channel? Uh, so that's a, so it's a startup uh, network uh, over there, 32-bit. Um, I run a show uh, that, that, that drops Wednesday mornings called It's a Vibe. We record it Tuesday nights. Um, and uh, shout out to Marcus Grant, who's the the, the owner, um, you know, owner slash face uh, of it. Shout out to Homie Hoos, who's the owner uh, of it as well. And me over there with the, with the, our show is Survive. We just talk everything. It's our breakaway from not being sports analysts. Um, we talk everything from movies, TV shows. Um, like it, the relationships, like it's a bunch of analysts being like, like not being analysts for at least an hour. It just nice. knows. So yeah, it's pretty dope. That's awesome. Kind of like a jack of all trades approach. You know, you guys don't even just do yeah. sports. You do other things as well too. Yeah, there you exactly. go, man. Yeah, hey, exactly. hey, we're more, yeah. we have more to offer in life than just our sports knowledge and then our, than just our sports nerdiness. Yeah. So, uh, amen to that, man. That's awesome. Um, how, how are you guys doing, Craig and George? I mean, uh, you know, it's glad to have you guys back on the show. It's should, should be in for a crazy one. How, how you guys been uh, uh, doing as of lately? I'm glad to be back with just watching a bunch of crazy football this season. This is one of my favorite NFL seasons so far, but yeah. also the fantasy side of it's been pretty wild yeah. too, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it certainly has. has. You know, How about you, George? How you been? We're just out here. We're grinding still. <laughs> we, I know we're getting up that college football episode up this week as well, and uh, yeah. I might have a another one sneak peek uh, how, preview yeah. coming out this week as well. Uh, we're going to have another fantasy one. Uh, coming out this week on the uh, old OTH football network. Getting back at it with the fantasy podcast. I love it. Uh, I see you're hanging out with your boys. It looks like uh, uh, Tom Brady, who's drunk as hell right there. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and and is that Cameron Brady on the right? I, what, what, what's the company like being with them? Are they uh, are they uh, uh, welcoming you in with open arms, or uh, what's going on there? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> I, I know. I go in here and I say, look, guys, I know I'm a Jets fan, Tom. I know you absolutely tortured us for like 15, 20 years. Uh, I forgive you. You know, that's that's on, on me. I forgive you. Thanks for letting me on the boat. I, I'm really having a great time. And this tequila that you're drinking, it is just A+. Plus, A1, man. I'm, I can see why you are absolutely blackout right now. Wait, wait. You, you got to be the designated driver in that situation, right? What are you talking about? This is Tampa. We just ride the boat everywhere. What, what are you talking about? My mistake. Okay, I see. I see how it is. All right. You're partying it up with them, turning it up oh, with yeah. them. That's, that's what's up, man. All righty. I'm glad to hear it, man. Well, we got a crazy show in store for you guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys uh, um, taking the time to view this out of your day. Uh, um, but before we get into this episode, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, 
Uh, this episode, of course, is brought to you by Symbol. Look, sports betting is fun. Investing in the stock market is great when you're reeling in that money. And Symbol's create a way for you to enjoy both of those at the same time. And as you can see, George right there, he's made stacks on stacks on stacks. So you're man. missing out, folks. You're missing out with this opportunity now. So head on there. over to Symbol. Get over there right now. <laughs> right, oh, now. right now. Right now. You know it. I like it. I like and it. Yeah, you can use the promo code OTH to get a $10 deposit bonus for deposits of $25 or greater. Once again, use the promo code OTH and you can get a $10 deposit bonus for deposits of $25 or greater. You guys are missing out. Go, go on over there right now. Anyways, let's get on with the show. We got a crazy one in store for you. A lot of great football. We've changed it up this week. So I think this is... Safe to say, uh, going to be the direction we're going to heading. We're going to be heading towards from here on out, considering YouTube's uh, ridiculously stringent policy on copyright infringement. Where we're not really infringing on copyright if we're just showing a couple clips. It's not like we're showing the entire damn game when we're reviewing and uh, film tape and all that stuff. But YouTube wants to file those, you know, automated strikes, and and they're the whole system to respond to them is just, it's absolutely bonkers. We're, we're, getting, to, to, we're getting hit with yeah. the hammer. Let's just say that. You so, know, we're getting hit yeah, with the hammer exactly. on our clips, and we can't yeah. have that. Exactly. So we're going to just focus on a normal podcast from here on out, and just kind of recap every week uh, uh, from here on yeah. out. So... Um, we decided to focus on four games in particular uh, this week. We want to begin out talking about the Ravens and Lions, and we'll, we'll save the other three uh, for later on, but I'm sure you guys can kind of surmise what were some of the crazier games of the week, what were some of the games that had a lot of storylines uh, um, of this past week uh, that we'll also be focusing on after this one. But let's begin with the Ravens and Lions. Man, um, should we start out with the good or the bad? Obviously, the bad has to be with the Lions right now. Um, Let's just start there. Let's get the bad out of the way, and then we'll save the good for last. Save the best for last. Um, zero kneecaps bitten off this far for Dan Campbell as the head coach. Zero. Big goose egg right now in relation to wins, okay? How much of this loss against the Lions, uh, against the Ravens, who pulled out that crazy, crazy one with, by the way, Justin Tucker hitting a 66-yarder. Let's just give some love to him real quick. Record long field goal in NFL history. We've never seen anything like that. It's crazy. 66 yards. He barely squeaked it out, but nonetheless, he squeaked it out. Kickers are people too. Am I right, folks? Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Kickers are absolutely athletes. I mean, we hear it all the time, you know, um, on the Pat, uh, Pat McAfee show where he's like, mm -hmm. no, like punters are athletes. And he explains, you know, just that. Pat McAfee's a damn athlete. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, but I mean, just in Justin, Justin Tucker, you know, his case specifically, I mean, you know, they're not, that, that man just sent himself straight to Camden and then they're not going to make a bust of his head. They're making a bust of his leg. So yeah, yeah. for yeah. I, that would be awesome. If he could they just better. put in that request when he gets into Canton, like, Hey, I don't want to bust my head. You're getting a bust of this boot right here. That's what we're doing. You know, <laughs> I love that. Just from the all, calf, all the just the calf down. <laughs> all the kickers all of a sudden they get in just start doing it you know they, they're like they're like nope now we gotta do the same thing and then yeah, i give us our head as well like yeah we let's up, change it up a bit you know oh my gosh no but not for real for real for real not no um kick kickers matter i mean you know like you, you hear people in fantasy all the time like no get rid of kickers get rid of kickers but yeah like that's pretty baller if you just won your league and you were down by a couple of points and then justin tucker just puts that up and you're like oh shit yeah. You know, I mean, anyone that anyone that plays in Scott Fishbowl and that played Justin Tucker that like like, like this week, likely probably won their matchup. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I haven't I haven't seen any rosters, but now I'm about to I'm gonna have to put a tweet out about that tonight before you know, 
uh, once once I get back from chilling chilling at the bar or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's and just got, done real got fish this year. Y'all can use uh, the kickers for flexes and stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can use yeah. the kickers in, in your flex. Like, you know, I, I haven't used That's crazy. it yet. Yeah, I haven't used it yet, but, you know, I'm sure... I'm sure they'll, 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 they'll come an occasion where the Falcons are going to be in a position to actually win some shit. And they'll be like, young Waku, get out there. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll be the weekend. He's just, I just suddenly just get a wild hair at my ass to put him in. But right now, bench all your Falcons. So. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Justin Tucker, man, that guy is, is certainly going to be a future Hall of Fame. He's the most accurate <clears throat> kicker in NFL history. He's kicking over 90% of his field goals uh, uh, for good. So um, just an unbelievable uh, situation. But again, they, they squeak out with a win 19 to 17. Over the lines, like like we said, zero kneecaps bitten off thus far in relation to wins. How much of this loss and their 0-3 start overall falls on the shoulders of Dan Campbell for why the Lions have struggled so much oh, early on in the so, season? So, so, so. I don't think they struggled that bad. Exactly. So I'm going to say the exact same thing that I said on Run Boys After Dark, okay? Uh, I mm -hmm. believe, what, like, like last week or maybe like, like two weeks ago or something like that. Um, Dan Campbell's not the issue. De De Detroit is now finally in actually a good place. It, it, you know, if we, if we look at the film, we look at, you know, even just staring at box scores. You sent the Ravens to have to, you know, win that game. They, they had to put out, put a kicker out to win that game. That's going to go down in infamy. Sorry, it just sucks for Detroit, for the Motor City, that that's happened twice. The two times that that, the two records for the longest field goals, yeah. game-deciding kicks are against the Detroit Lions. But that aside, it's not Dan Campbell. It's the personnel. Yeah, it if really Dan is. Campbell, mm -hmm. If Dan Campbell was coaching uh, the Titans, you know, well, I mean, that's a bad example because I love Mike Rabel there. Um, but, like, if he was coaching, like, like any other team. Give him the Giants. Has, like, just, like, Give him the Giants. Oh, God. Yeah, that, you know, I yeah. know. That's the same thing as, as coaching the Lions. The, the Giants are destined to walk at shit saints for a very long time. Yeah, but at least the Giants have a little bit more talent well, than these, these Lions right now. I mean, you know, you've got a group of receivers, but this, like you're, like, you have I'm a, with you 100%. Matt, you have a quarterback that can't, that can't keep the ball in his hands from the yeah. moment of snap. You have a running back that, you know, doesn't trust seen, his knee like, yet. He's starting, yeah, doesn't trust his knee yet, you know. Kenny Galladay is just not the same Kenny Galladay. Like, there's there's no convincing me that Kenny Galladay is the same Kenny Galladay when he was in Detroit. Like, those those years are long gone. Hey, Shep, when you swap to that single-digit number, though, he's a whole different receiver this year. I mean, Shepard's, Shepard's that dude. Shepard's he's a man. Shepard's the best thing that now. they have. Shepard's the yeah. best thing that they have. And he I, he looks great, and it's weird to say that, but he looks great this year. But no, you know, that's but, the thing. But, I'm, I mean, I'm with you 100% on this one. Dan Campbell has not yeah. been the issue with the Lions. Mm -hmm. It's the, the Lions. Chargers. It's the hey, Lions. The Chargers. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the, the Lions. Yeah, we expected this. Whenever you went into the season and you looked at their depth chart, you were like, wow, this is wrong. Yeah, it's pathetic. It just, putrid. it, it kind of kind of made you want to I actually wrote putrid down. Mm -hmm. Because it, it's hey, that bad. It just makes me no like. comment looking at the roster. <laughs> when you're tight but, end, when, when, when outside of your tight end, mm -hmm. Quintez Cephas is the Ugh. number one name yeah. in your wide receiver room. Like a 5, 10, 40. It, not is really. he even the biggest really. name though? Because I, right. I like Amon Ross St. Brown in terms of coming out of college. But again, he's not done. He's done Jack he Shit. Jack Cephas. Yeah. Cephas is that guy there. He's he's the he's the number one right now. But, I, are we sure their best receiver isn't actually DeAndre Swift? 
Like it might actually <laughs> oh. be DeAndre Swift. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm talking pure. I'm just talking pure, pure, pure receivers. Oh, I mean, just like no yeah. They have right? nobody. Like, they have like absolutely yeah. nothing. But, but yeah, as far as like, I, I think Dane Campbell's done well. They gave they gave the Niners a good game in that yeah, first game. Yeah, did mm-hmm. lost one by eight. They, they almost beat the Ravens. Those are two like playoff caliber teams, and you're actually hanging in there with them. And moral victories, like we are, like oh, we don't count moral victories. Well, when you're a team that's as bad as them personnel wise, and you could go out and compete with the better teams in the league, then that's a that's a moral victory right there. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree with that. I, I honestly was thinking of this as kind of a I don't want to say a trick question, but I mean it was complete and utter bullshit. If you want to put the entire load on on dan campbell for for the the, the lions woes early on going on three because that's a that's a yeah. you know that's a stiff uh, uh deficit to have to climb uh considering it's the nfc north too which is a very tough division you know so he, he he's he's joked in pressers and and on and on sh- podcast appearances that he's made during the offseason you know mm-hmm. that he, he he'd make jokes all the time he's like he's like i know I, he's like i know what we're gonna do he's like he's like why do you think all, all of our coaching staff are all former players because in case any one of us has to go out there and suit up and show these young guys how it's really done, then we can do it. Yeah. Like, you know, of course he's joking, but, like, he already knows. I don't know. Dan Campbell might for real step on the field if Hawkinson goes down. Get for the longest on. yard and go full-fledged Bur- Burt Reynolds and put on the fucking pads and just be like, hey, you need me? I'm ready to go, man. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. That'd be hilarious. He probably oh, could. Um, honestly, if they gave him the option, like, instead of him wearing, like, street clothes or whatever, I could yeah. see him just coaching in pads. He's like, I, you know, I just need to buckle him in, <laughs> grab a helmet, and I'm good to go. This is how he gets in the zone, man. You know, that's how he gets in the zone. Let's yeah, be but like, My big question now is, like, how much of it, like, does he actually have a helmet? Like, this is just a, a, a big brain question. Mm-hmm. Does he have a helmet? You know those, like, hats or, like, helmets you'd wear that hold drinks? Does he have a, a yeah. football helmet, but with his, like, massive cups of coffee? That he sets on the side there that he puts for practice. Guy. That's how he yeah, coaches. Whistle, camel bags. whistle, you know the camel bags. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh. he's got a camel bag full of coffee, and he just hooks it right here. Just, he just he, he just stays right back down. Jacked all day. He's just like he's putting creatine in his coffee. That's exactly what he's doing. He's oh yeah, for sure. His coffee. <laughs> but he's he jacked all day. Ugh. Are we even <laughs> sure that it's 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 coffee? It could be white Russians for crying out loud. We all know he's a big Lebowski dude, so you know like. Yeah, that could be no. his, his, his his go-to. Who knows? Um, yeah. But no, it's a little much for no, the morning, I, but uh, yeah, maybe no, not yeah, for Mister Dan Campbell. Throw a little Irish, a little Irish <laughs> cream in your coffee. You know they go you wild the over there in Detroit, man. They they, yeah. they like to let it loose. So um, uh, you know, I wouldn't I be sure. I put rum in my coffee. I put rum in my coffee. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, it's gotta hey. stay on brand. <laughs> gotta stay on brand. Damn right. There we go. Oh man, but no, it, it's it's been rough for the Lions. I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head. This this roster is an absolute dumpster fire right now. Um, whether it's defensively or or offensively, I mean, the offensive line's not bad. You know, they've got Frank Ragnow, for instance, Panay Sewell, who they just drafted. He's kind of been struggling though uh, to start his career. Obviously, T.J. Hawkinson's their number one go-to guy, but I think honestly, a lot of this falls on ownership in particular and um, uh, not supplying them with the help they need through the front office because. Bob Quinn, man, I mean, good thing he's gone now because he just really, I think, regressed this team to a point of irrelevance. I mean, th- this is a like, team that for years like didn't have a single 100-yard rusher. Is there anything, you know? is there anything that, that excites you about Detroit? Uh, DJ like Hawkinson? That's it? No, no, no. I'm talking about the... 
Detroit is broke. Detroit is poor. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Detroit don't have shit. All right. Michigan is poor. All right. Michigan don't Fair. have shit. All right. So for us to sit here and expect that the team is supposed to have any type of expectations when they ain't done shit since Barry Sanders. You know what yeah. Detroit is good for? Ruining freaking players' careers. Yeah. Barry Sanders wanted out. Calvin Johnson wanted out. Matt Stafford, Stafford wanted out. Matt Stafford out. got out. That's the difference. Exactly. He now escaped. he's out. And now he's he all... escaped. Eminem <laughs> wrapped his way out of a trailer park. Eminem wrapped his way out of a trailer park, yeah. okay? Oh, Everyone's man. out of Detroit. <laughs> out of Detroit. I was gonna say, if there's, if there's any one of those guys for... that I feel a little bit for, yeah. like going in, it might be Stafford. Even though he escaped, yeah. he went from Athens, Georgia, where he's like the guy, went like yeah. one overall, ended up in Detroit yeah. for a decade, and now he's like, all right, guys, I need Hell help. No. Please, SOS, yeah. get me out of here SOS. now. SOS. And then when he leaves, when they the finally share him, he's like, I'm free! You know, when he goes to L.A., you know? It's I mean, just, not a, just L.A. He was in Cabo yelling, I'm free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the lion that I feel bad for is Jared Goff. You want to know why? Yeah. Because you went from sunshiny L.A., uh, you went from women, weed, and weather, mm -hmm. to freaking Detroit. Just gray skies and freaking just run the down Skyscrapers everywhere. Fucking... Yeah, it's just yeah, Scott, like, like it, the, 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 the city just smells like smog and just shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the the, man, we're the name of this, the name of this episode. We just got the name of this episode. Everyone hates Detroit. Let's pick it up. I like man. Detroit. I know it's got its yeah. issues, man, but you know they're the pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of city. They they grind it out, but but yeah. God damn, that sports have been rough Dude, there. As what else can you do when you just yeah. lose everything? Yeah. The Tigers. Yeah. yeah. I've always said that. Try and leave? Red, That's what you can wings. do. Like, it, it's been rough, man. It's been rough. But yeah, listen, you know, staff, for instance, Kenny Galladay, bad. Darius Slay, who wanted out too. So the list oh. goes on. I think that's a lot of the reason. And they're kind of just shifting the direction and slowly but surely rebuilding. But uh, moving on from the bad. <laughs> We we totally pointed out how damn bad it really is in Detroit right now with their uh, with the Lions franchise um, right now. But hopefully there's some silver linings and there's a, a a light at the end of the tunnel sooner rather than later. Let's shift gears towards the uh, focusing on the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know they again they barely squeaked out. They've had three consecutive close games uh, coming down to the absolute wire. Starting with the Raiders, then with the Chiefs, of course they they pull out the win and then obviously pulling out the win. Uh, with a, a, a crazy 66-yard record-setting field goal. Um, uh, but in particular, I want to focus on Lamar Jackson. He's been uh, underwhelming in terms of the, the, the results we've seen from him this year. There's a lot of uh, other uh, um, outlier you know, uh, uh, factors that are playing into why we've seen that. But uh, uh, with his delivery um, through the air this year, it, it hasn't quite been the same. What does he need to do to get back to his MB, MVP form uh, uh, from, from a throwing perspective? What? I think what? I this think man he's... is going off. This man is killing it. He made Hollywood Brown a fucking thing. Like the only reason why we were talking about, uh, like, 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 yeah, he may have had the drops against against the Lions, mm -hmm. you know. But Hollywood Brown's look solid though. Every 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 receiver has has gone out and had their and then had had those games where you know you just have you just have a bad game. Like Lamar has as 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 balled out i feel like he's already looking like like when he went out there and then he has to face the broncos 
who aren't a real 3-0 team. The Ravens have actually played teams. The only team, the only real team they played was the Lions, and the Lions have been taking teams down to the wire. But that says more about the Lions, just as, you know, where they're rebuilding and where they're going and how they're being coached, you know, and more of compliments, you know, Quinn, like we were saying earlier. But to me, 827 yards, or, or I'm sorry, uh, 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 no, 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 no. 761. At 761, I started reading read, read yeah. uh, Br- Bridgewater stat line because I just had all the games, like, all, mm-hmm. like, in front of me. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, but you're correct. 761, three TDs. It's the interceptions need to go down. Yeah. Like, he's going to do that. Like, it's going mm-hmm. to happen. That's how also, he ends up winning games. He puts also, he's only, he's only thrown four interceptable passes, according to, like, mm-hmm. player profiler. So, mm-hmm. it just so happens that those were caught. And most of the time, like, the DBs, they're not always going to catch those. It just happened like that. And also, a lot of the – he's only got, like, a 61% com- completion percentage, but that's because he's having to throw it deep so much because his receiver is Hollywood Brown. That's what he has. It's back to how it was a couple years ago. We we thought we were going to have Rashad Bateman. He's coming back. Things will get better. But the thing right now is he's having to chuck the ball downfield a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, what Andrews hasn't really been Andrews – but I expect him to come back into form. So oh, yeah. I think as the season goes on, like Lamar's look great, and Lamar is the Baltimore Ravens. Without Lamar, the Ravens are trash. So oh, yeah, he, if he carries this team to the playoffs and possibly, I mean, with a really good record, I could see him getting an MVP again. Just It doesn't even matter. Like passing stats don't matter completely because he's so electric with the ball in his hands, mm-hmm. and he could carry the whole offense by himself. He is going to he is going to lead this team. I expect Baltimore to win. Right now the money line is even both for, for both at, at minus one ten. Wait until game day morning to go in and place this one. The over under sitting at forty five. And we could be looking at it at, at, at an over in this one because I think the Ravens could eventually just hit ahead. I don't think what'll happen last week will be the same thing, but you will see kind of like a defensive battle between the two. And you you know, you'll see Lamar kind of don't have to wheel his way and deal his way through but yeah don't be a good it's it's also been very impressive what he's done with them having uh they had Dobbins go down Edwards go down Justice Hill go down they're working Mm -hmm. with a UDFA and brought in Latavius Murray Devontae Freeman basically all these old vets to go behind their UDFA and he's still winning games yeah no, no, absolutely. What about you, George? What do you say about uh, Lamar Jackson's performance this far this year? The biggest thing for me that, like, of course, you know, we can say he's he's thrown for all the yards. He, like, his actual, his ability <laughs> to extend plays with his legs, how dynamic he is once, like, whenever he has the ball in his hands, you know, is everything with him. And this is just, like, how I like quarterback play. I love efficient quarterback play, like, especially mm-hmm. not just with the eye test, but also with accuracy. And I understand... All he's been able to, to do really is just heave it as far downfield mm-hmm. as he can and hope that somebody yeah. gets their hands on it. But, you know, I just wish his, you know, his completion percentage was a bit up. But looking at context, you can't expect that. So I think going mm-hmm. forward, once he gets, you know, his receivers probably come back into form, shake off a little bit of the early season rust, it always happens. I don't care what people say preseason or not. It mm-hmm. always happens. And especially yep. once Rashad Bateman comes in, because look, yeah. if you watch Bateman in college, 
he is just an absolute monster, monster he, in the short yeah. to intermediate game, and that's exactly, exactly the type of threat that they need right now. Because look, yep. if if it's just Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews yeah. is a fantastic tight end, but I don't necessarily know if he always has the speed to make himself no. a pure mismatch. Size, if you line him up in the slot or, or on a corner or safety, of course, you know, he's going to be your, your target. But mm -hmm. against a linebacker where they've got the size matchup, especially some of the faster linebackers in the league, which, just saying, Detroit's defense actually played a really solid game. Mm -hmm. They played a yeah. very good game this week. You know, especially yeah. Alex Anzalone was, like, really good. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're playing, and, and thing is, like we said for next week, the Broncos, I'll give them this. The Broncos' defense so far this season has been genuinely... I know they haven't played anybody. I fully understand that. It's a big Fangio defense. It exactly. looks like a big Fangio no, defense. No matter yeah. what their defense, because, mm -hmm. I mean, it's always going to scheme well. It's always going to have the right matchup for them. Like you said, Vic Fangio, that's that's his game plan. That's what he does. You know, they're mm -hmm. always going to play well to an extent. And mm -hmm. being able to lock down potential mismatches is what he's done his entire career. So yeah. for them to win next game, it's going to be on Lamar. It has to be yeah. on yep. Lamar's back. Wait do I, for the line to move. I'm do telling y'all, wait he can for the do line it. to move. I certainly think he can do it. My big thing mm -hmm. with him is working on making sure he can get the ball to his receivers accurately and on time. Yeah. But with the way that their offense is running right now, that's a huge ask. That's much easier mm -hmm. said than done. And, like, that's, you know, that kind of just it, it is what it is for them right now. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Lamar has to lead their rushing and passing. Simple as that. Yeah, we're I'll lucky he's not receiving. Right. I'll go into the book right now and see if the line moved. I'll check to see if the line moved right now. Uh, I guarantee it. That's a good but it's not. Uh, the, the only reason why I ask this, and and I don't, I'm not. This is not me putting on uh, uh, Lamar Jackson like on a you know uh, a, a um, the, the, in a negative spotlight uh, uh, too much whatsoever. Honestly, I think a lot of this is in part because the offensive line play. And because of uh, the the injuries in the run game, I mean, losing Justice Hill, losing J.K. Dobbins, lo losing um, um, blanking on Gus Edwards too, Gus Edwards. all the torn ACLs, and then you lose Ronnie Stanley to the ankle injury as well. Um, uh, it's a tall order for him to fill, honestly. He's really got to carry this team on his back, and it's just not fair, frankly. Um, but I do think there are some ways where he can improve his game, his particular... Uh, and I'm not talking about him as a rusher, by the way, this year. We all know he's been phenomenal this year. He's averaging already through three games his highest average uh, um, yards per game rushing uh, in his entire career with an 85 game, which is pretty damn good for a quarterback, to say the least. Obviously, you know, we're, we may be talking about the greatest mobile quarterback ever, I, I even go so bold as to say even better than Michael Vick. Call me crazy, but I'll, I'll go I out think and so, say it. Yeah. After it's all said and done, I think he will be. I mean, I, I, we can't for sure say it right now, but I think after it's all said and done, yes. For sure. And I'm just talking about from a, strictly a mobility perspective. And I'm not saying in terms of a, a dual-threat quarterback in the likes of like a Russell Wilson, who's obviously a better quarterback, I think, in a lot of people's eyes right now. Or, uh, um, you know, Steve Young, like what, what he offered, obviously, back in the day. Um, but I do think there's some ways he can he can kind of rectify his own play to improve them to not be in such a tight situation, game in and game out. Um, of course, he's played some tough teams. I think the Raiders are a team people are sleeping on and obviously the Chiefs. But um, it, I, I'm worried he's, he's, he's trying to go for the jugular too much in terms of carrying the team on his back. Uh, and, and he may be also forced into that situation considering all the injuries. But... I, I, 
just kind of take your foot off the gas pedal a little bit in terms of uh, uh, for Lamar Jackson to like throw the ball downfield a ton because I feel like he also has that chip on his shoulder where a lot of people were doubting him unfairly by the way as someone who couldn't throw the deep ball which is just ridiculous but maybe dial back from going for the home run as often as he has because I feel like he's done that quite a bit this year and 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 lean on the safer option uh, um, to just do what you guys do best honestly and I think it could it could owed well for them to be in a much more compatible situation to win games and i'm not saying that's again this i'm not putting the blame on him i'm just saying that's how he could potentially help and 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 find himself to be more productive as a result of that because again you know with the three interceptions through the first three games you know some of those interceptions can be uh improved uh in terms of accuracy moving forward um so hopefully you know that's something that they can they can focus on um but uh the the, the raven secondary too has been kind of They've been they, they've had their hands full this year too. Um, uh, you know, allowing a staggering 314 yards per game. How alarming has their performance been for you guys? I know they've been without Marcus Peters on the IR. Um, uh, even Jared Goff was able to complete 70% of his passes. I'm not saying he played spectacularly well. Jared Goff did. He didn't really go for too many home run balls himself in this game. But the the, the Ravens secondary feels like they're not quite as. Uh, it feels like there's a couple things missing with them. What do you guys make of their performance this far? I mean, the, the, you, 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 you said it, it's, it's, yeah, they, they have, they, they, they're wounded in the secondary. I mean, mm-hmm. but you know, they're, they're still playing, they're, they're, they're still playing damn good football. I mean, they even flustered Patrick Mahomes, you know? So, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I, once again, I'm not worried about this team. I am not, you go out there, you let Lamar do what Lamar does. Mm-hmm. You coach, you, you play Ravens defensive football the way that, 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 you know, the Ravens know how. I get that it ain't the same guys as you know Ray Lewis and Ed Reed back there, but mm-hmm. you go out there, yeah. you 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 go out there and you you play you know hard nosed football, mm-hmm. you create turnovers, and that's what this team is that has been doing, and 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 they they've, they've and they've been good at, you know, and they've put yeah. Lamar in positions to to win, and that's what what the defense is supposed to do. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like like I'm not there. There's nothing that worries me about this team. Really, and and Anthony. Anthony Averett's really stepped in and and filled in well. He's a fourth round pick a few years ago, and he's looked good. He looked good against Tyreek Hill when he played when they played mm-hmm. the Chiefs. So I think the defense is gonna get better. They just gotta uh, stay a little bit more healthy. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully their guys can uh, just be on the men, and I think that defense will come together eventually. Absolutely, yeah. They're 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 completely fine. Yeah, I, I'm not worried about the Ravens' defense at all. I mean, I'm glad to see, you know, some of the younger guys, especially looking at uh, Patrick Queen, uh, you know, coming into this season, realizing last year did not have the best season, but being able to come in and, and work on some of those mistakes that he had last year. And he's been really good. He's been an absolute force for them. I mean, even in this game alone, four solo tackles and, and seven total, just really good at clogging up the middle of the field there. And, and just overall... I think the defense, once it gets healthier, it's really going to come together uh, nicely. I- I'm not worried about yeah. the Ravens' defense whatsoever. Yeah, it, it seems like that's been the common uh, um, uh, occurrence with with why they've kind of stumbled a little bit uh, uh, defensively because, you know, they've also had their fair share of injuries on that side of the ball too, like we said, uh, even with Justin Houston being out for a game as well. So it, it's it's really kind of been pervasive, that injury bug, man, and it's, it's almost like it's fucking contagious with how, how much has happened with the Baltimore well, Ravens we see, this year. But we see this, we see this all the times, well, all the time with teams that 
You know, they they played the they played the long game. They played the mm -hmm. long season. You know, this year. Yeah, but with the Ravens though, losing three runners. running backs and then Ronnie Stanley and then Marcus Peters and it's it just like there's just so much right. like. It was just such a, a, an odd occurrence to see it all happen, especially within one position group, for one thing, too. Uh, um, and, and I'm not saying I believe in, like, superstition or anything. I'm just saying it was just kind of surprising no, yeah. to see that, you know? No, I, I, brought, I brought up that exact same point, point on my show. I mean, but, but they have done enough to where, on film, they, 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 they've silenced the critics. Hmm. You know, they're, like, all, all it comes down to is, are you winning games? Like, are mm -hmm. you winning yeah, games? Yeah. Like, yes, yes. Are all the other analytics and the stats mm -hmm. and what, how many yards you're allowing and da da da, -da. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that stuff is cool. But you're winning games. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, as long as you're winning games, all that other shit doesn't matter if you make mm -hmm. it, if you make it to the big dance. Mm -hmm. So just keep winning games, Lamar. Keep winning games, Baltimore. Keep winning games, yeah. Patrick Queen. Harbaugh, do your thing. Y'all go, y'all go crazy. Yeah. And I actually had the Ravens, uh, um, you know, uh, I, I believe I had them. I, I had picked them to win the division. Now, that might change a little bit considering the injury, especially with the loss in the run game. Uh, but I still think they, I still feel confident enough that they could be a playoff team, even despite that and overcome that obstacle. Um, they will be for a playoff team. Yeah, I believe they will too. And, and Lamar Jackson too was my preseason MVP, uh, furthermore, as well. So, um, but uh, uh, and this will be an interesting test for him to have to deal with that bout of adversity and, and try to carry the team. But they are getting Rashad Bateman at back uh, uh, immediately. He just was activated off the IR, so that should be a silver lining for them moving forward to potentially have their number one guy. Because I think he's that special. I loved him coming out of the University of Minnesota. I think he's going to be a difference maker moving forward, um, especially with obviously what we saw with uh, um, Marquise Brown and the drops. He's got to rectify that. And I like him, but I don't know if he's that number one guy. I don't know if he's the number one guy that you can lean on from for every possession. Uh, uh, and he's, a, he's a deep threat, kind of like Deshaun Jackson. Not saying yeah. he's Deshaun Jackson, but yeah. that's what he is, and that's why he has the drops, because it's, it's hard to track a ball that yeah. far down the field all the time. So like yeah. that's why you see you see like the Jarvis Landrys of the world mm -hmm. catching way more passes and mm -hmm. having less drops, because they're not going deep down the field having to track those balls down. Yeah. Uh, he's that, it, go ahead. It, it, and not not just that. I mean, let's remember, you know, he came in 2019. You know that there is that 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 third year breakout. You know, it doesn't just happen at the tight end position. It's actually a whole over across the board NFL average. You talk to any any, any NFL trainer, any NFL scout. Um, you know, I, you sit in any 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 of these rooms with any, any any of these guys, and they'll tell you, you know any former player they'll tell you yeah you know like, like, like I, the game started slowing down i mean you know my first year like, like you know a couple weeks in but like you no know, like when it really really started slowing down like when i really really started getting it was like around that third to like fifth year like mark where it was like oh shit like i've been in the league for a while like and then you just start you start flowing you start moving around and making plays differently you know we've seen we've seen this plenty of times you know so maybe maybe this is this this is his breakout year receivers mm -hmm. have bad games you yeah. know i've I played all the way up until it. Yeah, I played all the way up until age 28. And I played semi-pro. Oh, really? I had, oh, cool. Yeah, and I had bad games, mm -hmm. you know, all the way down to when I played back in middle school. There were times where I would have bad games. It happens. Mm -hmm. yeah. we, we all, anyone that's ever been an athlete will attest to that one thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, this this Ravens team, I, I still feel, you know, confident about them. I You know, I think they just got to get healthy. But um, uh, shifting gears, though, to the 49ers and Packers, man. Uh, another crazy game came down to a last second field goal. Thanks to Mason Crosby. 
uh, uh, big time uh, uh, play. I got to start off with a hot topic of this game, though. Uh, um, we all know what we're talking about. H how costly was Aaron Rodgers by the 49ers? Should they have kind of kept things uh, uh, a little more conservative in terms of um, uh, uh, not going for the, stri the strike to score and take the lead so uh, so early before there was, you know, what, 30 seconds left on the clock? Or was this just a, a, a mishap that you've got to just hold the defense accountable and, and blame them and, and put the uh, the blame on them for uh, for what happened? I think you got to put it on the defense because yeah. as an offense, when you have that little bit of time, you have to go score. I said to the guy I was watching the game with, I was like, they left too much damn time on the clock. But the thing is, when you get down in the red zone, it is hard to score in the red zone. There's a smaller amount of plays you can call. So, I mean, they did the right thing getting in the end zone. It's mm -hmm. just that they left Devontae Adams wide the fuck open on that mm -hmm. second catch yeah. to get him in field goal range. Like, mm -hmm. that first throw, that was just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. Not many quarterbacks in the league are making that throw. Good defense. Linebacker dropped back to where he needed to be. He got up in the air, just went right over his hand. That was beautiful. Mm -hmm. But that second one, it left Devontae Adams. The only receiver you had to worry about, really. Wide the hell open. And then the Packers won the game. You just get burnt. Yeah, you, burn. you do not, you do not ever, ever leave time on the clock for Aaron Rodgers. No, you don't. You don't. Even, you, don't. you don't even give the ball back to him with okay. five seconds. Yeah. I, I remember 2015. Uh, uh, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, no, I think. Or actually, no. Well, maybe it was 2016. Uh, NFC, NFC East. Uh, or no, it was, it was just an NFC Wild Card game. Mm -hmm. uh, Washington had made it. Kurt, it was Kirk Cousins' first time in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers cocks back, like five seconds left. Think and just tucks it down there. He's like, "Fuck it, someone's down there." And it was the pass where, like, 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 like everyone was just all grouped together. I want to say it was uh, Rich, uh, Richard Rodgers that came down with it. I want to say that it was that it was Rodgers. I think it was yeah. I think it was the Rod. It was the Rodgers. Right. Rod yeah, I so. yeah. I think it was the Rodgers because they called it the, the headline in the paper. Read, read the next mm -hmm. one. There was this is people's sales. I don't know why they still fucking printed papers back then. Um, we had fucking Facebook and shit. But um, like the paper read Rodgers to Rodgers, and like bro, I was so I was I was so heartbroken. I I, I cried. I cried. <laughs> I cried. A grown man cried. Sports will do that no, to you, man. The the biggest one to me, it, like looking at that. Everybody knows the meme at this point. The mm -hmm. Packers fan at the Jerry Dome, all the Cowboys was... fans around him, mm -hmm. and they say, minute 13 left, game too much time. Yeah. Game too much game time. Way too much damn time. And you know? he's the only one. He's like, they're cheering like it, they man. won the game. They cheering like they yep. won the game. And no. No. <laughs> Even in this one. As soon as I saw that they left that much time on the clock, I, I was like, I was like, that's it. Sorry, Packers. They, they, tried, Sorry. they tried to bleed the clock. They didn't use their timeouts. They they tried it, to do the right thing. Clock, it was, it's, it's the, the most no, no, no. It's the most Shanahan. It's the most Shanahan shit ever. You did it in the Super Bowl too. Twenty-three like, all over. Run the ball. Run the ball. Hey. Oh gosh. Hey, <laughs> I love I love every second of it. And what's great was that I had told everyone I'm like. You're gonna take the Packers. Well, no, no, no. Like, like all, all the smart money is over on the 49ers. Mm, yeah, that that's the, you're, you're gonna fade the public on this. It's gonna come down to it's gonna come down to who's gonna have the ball last. And mm -hmm. before the game even kicked off, I was like, or earlier in the week, I think we talked about Craig. I think you were on Rub Boys after dark when we had talked about this. I think you yeah. were there. And I was like, and I was like, 
and Aaron Rodgers is just going to chuck it and it's going to be over. And then sure enough, I was sitting back calling play by play and I was like, I already know what's about to happen. And then Mike, my, my, one of my, my, my co-hosts, he's sitting there, he's like, Robbie, Robbie. And like, cause like his, his feed was a little bit faster than my feed, you know, watching it. And I was just like, I already know. I already know. He's like, Robbie. And he's like, oh, he's like, I was like, bro, I just, I you watch football you. for yeah. so many, like, yeah. like Aaron you already know. This. You already he know. He has the most, he has yeah. the most. I was like 37 whole seconds. Yeah, the most Hail Mary game winners. That was what? Number nine? I think that was number That's nine. Insane. I think that was number nine. Like, you're almost in double digits throwing the same freaking bomb. Yeah. Winning games. It, it, it's it's absolutely insane. It really is, honestly. Um, this guy just listen. Okay, the 49ers defense, uh, the 49ers offense. Excuse me. Um, I don't think they really did made the wrong decision. Jimmy Garoppolo had been pressured all game, uh, and he made some costly decisions himself too, accounting for some turnovers, uh, especially with the the the, the fumble uh, that he just totally coughed up by just a stupid decision when Kenny Clark was in on the rush. And he just threw the ball uh, um, away, and it turned out to be a fumble because he was in the you know, process of getting swung down. Um, so I don't blame them too much, honestly, considering the pressure that was happening. You could be in store for a costly sack at that situation with 37 seconds to go. You kind of need to strike sometimes when that opportunity provides itself. So I, I don't blame him. But at the same damn time, we're dealing with Aaron fucking Rodgers here, man. I've man. seen it countless Come number on. of times as a Chicago Come Bears on. fan. David's saying too much Aaron Rodgers. David, we're sorry. We're sorry. Look, we're sorry. (laughs) And George had to deal with Tom Brady. Eventually, Rodgers will leave like Brady did. So you'll be okay one day. Well, here's the thing. Even with Brady, and we all know Brady's, in my opinion, Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. I think it's unequivocally the case. He's kind of cool on the boat, though. We're having a good time. I'll give him that. He's cool when he's on a boat. (laughs) (laughs) He he doesn't even register what the hell is going on because he's blacked out fucking drunk. He's destroyed (laughs) right now, you know. Yeah. But, uh, uh, no, it it really honestly is just, you left way too much damn time on the clock. Honestly, it's, that's the last guy you want to leave it to. 30 seconds is way too, or was it 28 seconds, I believe it was? That's way too much time, honestly. You need to cut it down. You you need That's to basically right. either do it with with uh, uh, with just less than five to go or or or, or go on a walk off touchdown. Honestly, like that's just how dangerous he is, and I've seen it countless number of times where he just makes the unbelievable, most accurate throw you will ever see, and it's it's just it's uh, it's unbelievable. It's sensational. You see it year in and year out, and uh, you can't count him out. He's the most accurate quarterback we've ever seen. Suffice it to say. So I, I just think that was a, a, a huge huge mistake. But, but the 49ers defense really needs a game plan better to, to find a way to contain him. Um, now, as a role, as far as like the role the defense will need to play in accumulating wins for the 49ers, how much of that do you think will be a, a part of their, um, a part of their uh, 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 you know, game plan moving forward? Because, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, you know, he, he himself has kind of gotten up to a rough start. I was hoping for him to kind of air the ball out a little more uh, in this past game, but... Um, I still am a believer in him. I think he'd do a, a, a terrific job. But do you th- do you guys think that they will have to rely on the defense moving forward to reel in these wins, or, or how much of it uh, uh, can we lean on Jimmy Garoppolo to get it done? I think that their plan has always been to have play good defense, and because I mean you're in a, a division with the Cardinals, the Seahawks, and the Rams, so you have to play good defense to be able to win games. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not out dueling any of those guys. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, that's that's their that's what they're made for. They're made mm-hmm. for playing good defense, Jimmy Garoppolo being small ball, making the good plays, and not turning it over. No, the what about you, George? This, what do you think? The way that this team is built, you know, top to bottom, or, or in this case, back to front, just mm-hmm. tells me this team is built to win on its defense. You, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry to say, and I, and I might be because of injuries, or it might just be, you know, realistically who they have mm-hmm. personnel-wise, but if you look at who they have rushing and receiving, this mm-hmm. team is not inherently built to win on the back of their offense. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, look at their rushing for this game. They only had 67 rushing yards. And even, mm-hmm. you know, 257 receiving yards, that's well below the total that Green Bay put together. Yeah. However, the, what kept them in this game was their defense getting big stops, creating tackles for a loss, at times getting to the quarterback and forcing Rodgers into being maybe less accurate than he'd like to be. You know, when, when he's at 66%, you know good and well He's a perfectionist. He likes to be as accurate as possible. And, and this defense just kind of forced him in a way not to. So if this team's going to win or going to make any type of noise, it is going to be on the back of this defense. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a good point. You know, leaning on the defense, I think they, they, they might have to. Uh, if they don't want to explore airing the ball out deep. You know, I talked about LeBron Jackson maybe taking too many opportunities to throw the ball deep, I think, to where he could maybe dial it back to be a little more conservative. That, that could bode well for the Ravens. On the other hand, with the 49ers, I, I would like to see them kind of air the ball out deep a little more. I mean, I know they're doing a good job. Uh, um, you know, they, they, they lean on George Kittle as their security blanket uh, um, and, and, and short yardage situations with Debo Samuel, for instance, as well, and, and even um, Brandon Ayuk as well, too. But I, especially with Debo Samuel, the speed he has and the capability he has as a deep threat, I really do believe that they could get a lot done uh, by by uh, going going up top with him, honestly, I, I saw this guy coming out of South Carolina, and he is an absolute all-purpose freak. He can do everything well, and I think he could be that deep threat that they really need because they we haven't really seen that with the 49ers being that kind of that that air raid type of uh, uh, team that can air the ball out uh, um, for for chunk yardage. Honestly, uh, you know, quite like other teams have, like you know, where you look at the Rams, for instance. You know, you look at the Packers with what they can do with Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Um, so I, I don't know. I just want to see them kind of explore that more if they want to get things done offensively because the defense, uh, um, it's it, it just – you can't just put it all on them and, and Jimmy Garoppolo to be the, the, the game manager that he seems like he's been playing this year, just this year this so, far. Um, so I like that you brought up Debo Samuel. I'm mm-hmm. going to be very biased with this one. Um, and everyone that, <laughs> that hears, everyone, everyone that hears this knows, knows exactly where this is about to go. Mm-hmm. Um did interview Debo back in 2019 uh, at the NFLPA Rookie Premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. You guys, yeah, you guys can check great, out a couple of those uh, interviews on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything that I knew about him in that interview and that I, I got to know, and then I got to know about him over that weekend. And I was also you know, drinking and partying with him a little bit over that weekend. <laughs> um, I knew he was, he was destined to to not just be a great player, but be a star in the league. Yeah. There are certain players that are just bona fide stars mm-hmm. yeah. on and off the field. And, and, and this is one of them. Um, I'm happy that, that, that they are. It reminds me very vintage 2019 of the way that they're using him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the 49ers team, I think a lot of the, the variations of teams that we saw from last year in comparison to this year 
is in attribution to well like fans in the stands so like yeah like let's go for some big plays let's like use that 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 even the home field advantage has gone completely out the window you know but like let, let, let let's go for big plays let's use you know that 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 momentum and that energy you know for how we're feeling as a team you know heading into the game you know and i think that the 49ers are going out there and they're playing really good football yeah you know so some some games are coming in close, but I mean, hey, you got Jimmy G underneath the helm, you know. So it is what it is. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just I, I would love to see them incorporate. I, he, in my opinion, I think needs to be that focal point of the offense. I think he's their most valuable playmaker that they have, honestly. Even more so than a George Kittle, as special as he is as a, as a tight end, Debo Samuel just what he can do and just in all facets of of the game, you know, as as a runner, as a as a pass catcher, everything. It's just. He's an electrifying athlete, and I'm not even just being biased myself as a South Carolina Gamecocks fan um, who watched him, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We're, we're, we're rare, you can rarely find us out there, but we exist. Okay. Hey, well, the thing is, I'm laughing at both of us being biased about it. Like, I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you if you're laughing about the Gamecocks fan situation because it's fucking embarrassing being a Gamecocks fan right now. But, you know, anyways. If Debo stayed healthy for his career, he'd be yeah. one of the better receivers in the league. Like That's the thing. every time he's on the field, he produces. It's just that he's off the field so much that people don't see how great he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He's had a lot of foot injuries, lower leg injuries, going back to his college days. No damn keep... hamstrings. Yeah, exactly. A lot of lower body injuries. Um, so I think they could really lean on him. That's something I think is going to be the key as opposed to having to lean on the, the defense, honestly. 